Hey, woman, give me some waffles and pancakes. Maybe a hot cup of coffee. The Four Door Chronicles Radio Show is on. I don't want you to miss nothing. So hurry up, woman. This Labor Day weekend special edition of the Fedora Chronicles Radio Show is brought to you by Penman Hats, handcrafted fedoras made to your specifications right here in the United States. PenmanHats.com. The Fedora Chronicles Radio Show is brought to you by Zazzle, home of our various products that feature our logo and various slogans from the past. You can get your t-shirts, coffee mugs, and various other housewares by going to our page, Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. What's newsworthy for the Fedora Chronicles radio show? Oh, boy. There's so much going on. Uh, uh, so far as this call goes, newsworthy. Uh, I'm in my car almost getting on the uh, Garden State Parkway, and I'm uh, calling you over the 3G network, and it's crystal clear. It actually sounds better than over the phone. Yes, it does. And, hey, who knows? Maybe I can make a, a Fedora Chronicles radio show out of this. Maybe. Yeah, uh, I I do have to say um, uh, one thing. Okay. I don't always listen to radio, but when I do, I listen to the Fedora Chronicles radio show. <laughs> that is wonderful. That is wonderful. So uh, yeah, so we're gonna do the Comic Con. What is it next month in in October? Uh, October eighth, uh, ninth, and tenth. I will not be there on the 10th. Uh, that uh, My oldest son, his birthday is on the 11th, but we're celebrating it on the 10th. He is going to be 10, and we are he's having his party on October 10th of 2010. So he's turning 10 on 10-10-10. Wow, that is, what is that, synchronicity, or is that just coincidence? Um, sort of, yeah, it's coincidence. We did. I would like to say that we did that on purpose, but... Not until after the party was planned did we go, oh, yeah, hey, look at that. It's October 10th, 2010, and he's going to be 10. That is that is really great. You know, I sh- And his name is Ben, so it's Ben 10. It's Ben 10, and for folks who don't know what Ben 10 is, what is it? It's the uh, Cartoon Network show. started out with uh, just Ben 10, and he, he's a, a 10-year-old boy named Ben, and his last name is Tennyson. And he finds an alien device that attaches to his wrist, and he's able to take the form of ten different aliens and uh, save the world uh, in a half an hour on a weekly basis. That kind of sounds like me. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, sort of not really. <laughs> what do you think uh, is going to be the big thing to happen at this year's Comic-Con? Um, I think uh, there's going to be some... Uh, Hopefully, maybe some uh, teaser footage of Captain America. That'd be nice to see. Yep. Um, of the new Captain America movie. Um, uh, what else? Uh, there's, there's constant rumblings about uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, the Wonder Woman movie, of course. Uh, they're they're, they're going to have something on the Avengers movie, which uh, I still don't know how they're going to pull off. I mean, they can barely pull off having uh, two villains in a, in a in a movie, let alone you know six or seven uh, big name heroes. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. I mean, that's probably going to be some of the big stuff. Thor, of course, is coming out. Absolutely. Uh, uh, and they're 
probably going to get to work soon on the uh, second installment of the uh, second sequel to Batman Begins. So I'm sure they might have some information about that, hopefully. It just seems to me that Marvel Comics has been dominating what goes on at these Comic-Cons for the past couple of years. Is that just me, or is that just a... Is it just my perception? No, I think that's probably true. They, um, you know, I think outside of uh, Batman, the new Batman franchise, which has just, you know, dominated when it comes out, uh, the Incredible Hulk, Iron Man, the Spider-Man trilogy, uh, the upcoming Thor, Captain America, the Avengers. I mean, Marvel uh, Entertainment as a whole is really dominating the superhero movie market um i I really don't know where they stand with their print publication in terms of how they stand up against uh dc or some of the other companies but uh certainly in the movies the marvel movies have dominated uh dc and um it's it's exciting i'd like to see dc step up their game uh you know my feelings on uh superman returns um I won't get to it now, but that's a subject for an entirely uh, new radio show or series of radio shows. I have so much to say. You have What's so that? you have so much to say about how much you hate one movie. Oh, it's and it's it's not and I'm not. I've never been a big fan of Superman. I mean, he's cool because he's Superman, but and we wouldn't have anybody any of these other characters had it not been. Uh, but um, wow, they really. Uh, there are so many things that could have gone right with that movie that didn't because of, I think a lot of it had to do less with the story, although there were some, I think, very weak moments in the script. But most of it, most of the problems I had were with the direction. And uh, I'm a big fan of Brian Singer. And to see him, you know, come up with this was a, a huge disappointment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that you and I have talked a lot about Superman Returns, and it's like how it's just so disappointing. And uh, just so I feel as if I, I have a frame of reference, I'm trying really hard to find my own Superman Returns. Like, what's the one period film that should be good, should have been great, and it was just dreadful and awful. And the only thing I can think of right now is the Clint Eastwood, Burt Reynolds movie, City, <laughs> City Heat. I knew you were going to say that. Which is just, I, 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 I am ashamed to say this, I have a DVD copy, and I've seen it three or four times, but never all the way through. It is just bad. It doesn't know if whether or not it wants to be a serious uh, period film or whether or not it wants to be a parody, and it flounders back and forth it just horribly. There's no mercy in it. It, it, it just beats up on the, the audience in such horrible and frustrating ways. It's well-filmed, it's well-costumed, the actors do their best with the material that they have, but it's just so awful. But it's like, I don't think it really fits in the same category as Superman Returns. There are at least... Superman Returns looks like a beautiful comic book movie. Yeah, I think you're right about um, City Heat. I mean, Eastwood and and, um, Burt Reynolds really carry off the look you know they have that 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 certain you know um hard boiled sort of mickey spillane look about them 
but um, that was just a, 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 a dreadful script. Now, have you actually seen it all the way through yet? Yeah, I have. It's been a while, but I have seen it. It is by far one of the uh, most disappointing period films I've ever seen in my life. Here's another thing. The more that it's like I talk about City Heat, the more my brain starts to shut down. And it's like I begin to stammer, and it's like it's just so frustratingly bad. Um, And you really shouldn't let something that you dislike or hate rent space in your head the way City Heat City Heat doesn't mind. I almost said City Hate, but it's just it is such such a dreadful film. Um, and on that topic, I can't think of any other period films right now that I'm looking forward to between now and the end of the year. Can you? Um, I really wish that they would have made uh, Green Hornet a period film. Yeah, um, yeah. They didn't. So, but I'm still I still ha- I'm still looking forward to seeing it. Uh, just because of the material, but uh, uh, from what I read and my understanding is that Captain America is going to be mostly period, oh. which uh, I think is great. They, I don't know if they're going to do any flash forwards or how they said mostly period, so I don't know exactly what that means. But uh, if they do it right, I mean, it could be really cool, and you know, showing sort of a the the gritty nature of. Uh, you know, the war in Europe and, you know, compared to Steve Rogers slash Captain America here at, at at home, you know, if if they do it right with the costumes and the sets and the cars and all that stuff, it could look really cool and it could be a nice springboard. I was looking at um, Internet Movie Database to try and see what good period films are going to be released between now and the end of the year. I, I'd almost hate to say this. Okay. No, I don't almost hate to say it i really hate to say it but it's something that sort of when you're talking about period films that look forward to uh, the first thing for some reason that came to mind was the thin man now as you are i'm a huge fan of the thin man series and nick and Nora charles and just uh, those roles were perfectly captured by william powell and myrna lloyd and i would really like to see the studios try to find the modern day uh, actors to, to fill those roles and to you know maybe make some romantic comedies like the Thin Man movies really were and uh, you know see if they could pull that off again. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do you think that the Thin Man films could be redone as period films or just modern day um, contemporary adaptations? Uh, I think it would be interesting to see it, you know, take that to modern day. Yep. But I really don't know if it would work because so many things are very specific to the period, particularly the um, the acceptance of how much Nick and Nora actually drink. Yep. That, that sort of um, uh, mindset doesn't really – although – you know, some people do. It really doesn't go anymore. It doesn't work. And uh, but back in the '40s, you know, everybody drank and smoked, and it it kind of was more acceptable to portray that. Even though they did it in a comedic way, it it just wouldn't be. You know, some people wouldn't think it proper to show that in the movies like that anymore. But uh, so I would think it, it it would have to be a period piece, and um, it, it'd be nice to. Um, see, you know, Hollywood go all out for a, a period movie. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things is like I really love about the first Thin Man motion picture, which I think it was best film of the year. I'm not exactly entirely sure. I mean, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say that it's like I don't know. But everything about that film is just simply phenomenal. I mean, even the the slightly grainy film stock just adds to the atmosphere. And, Absolutely. And uh, I look at it on my widescreen TV on the DVD player, and it's like, you know what? It's like I, I don't want them to mess with the movie or the formula. I don't want them to clean it up anymore for, for Blu-ray. I don't even think I would buy the Blu-rays at this point because I, I've bought the Thin Man series twice, uh, once on VHS and another time on DVD. I don't think that they could really go to the well too much. I mean, it, it, the imperfections are what make the movie so perfect. And it's like, I'd, ra- I'd rather see a studio start from scratch with a brand new movie franchise. You know, get a married couple who solve crimes together, you know, start over from scratch and do it in the same vein as uh, as the Thin Man movies. Just to kind of wrap this up, if anybody has anything that they want us to hand out at the Comic-Con and they're retrocentric vendors, they should definitely get a hold of us and uh, we'll, we'll definitely hand them out at the next Comic-Con. But yeah, if they have any ideas or... Uh, think of something that we haven't thought of yet. Give us a call and, or contact us, and we'll work with them and you know yeah. help promote them at the show. Because there's a lot of people to uh, reach out to there. That's for sure. There's a lot of people who show up to uh, the Comic Con, and they are obvious, real hardcore retrocentrics like us. So. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing. It's not just uh, um, Klingons and uh, and Jedi's. It's there's a, there's a lot of. Uh, Steampunk retro heads and uh, other uh, people interested in the uh, golden age that can um, really benefit from our vendors. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the end of my conversation that I had with Doug Palomo earlier this week, but not the end of our talk about Comic Con. If you're in the New York area and at the convention, be sure to keep an eye out for the good-looking people wearing fedoras. They're probably looking for Jason, Doug, and myself. Follow them to where you can find us. Be sure to ask me for one of John Pinman's business cards, and we might also have some other items to share. Meanwhile, be sure to check out the revamped Electric Speakeasy Forum with new tables such as a Connoisseur, hosted by Daniel Jones, and the Lids section moderated by Garrett. Next time on the Thrower Chronicles radio show, we will air part two of a conversation I had with John Penman that was recorded in June. Until next time, keep your chin up and your fedora on.